0: All right. Victory Sunday. I just got back from Charlotte. Pat is in Charlotte. Virginia Tech beats Boston College 48 to 22. It was awesome. It was fun. It was pretty unexpected. Expected to win. Didn't expect to win like that. We are the sons of Saturday and we are here to break down all of the angles of this game. Pat, do you want to fill everyone in on what's going on? at the back half of this podcast. I'm fired up. I haven't heard it yet. So I'm excited.
1: Road trip diaries featuring my father, Kevin Finn. Uh, A lot of you guys know him as K Finn, but uh, he did attend all three games this weekend. I flew down to Charlotte on Thursday, flew up to Boston on Saturday morning and was back in New Jersey late on Saturday night. I saw two losses and a win and, uh, we just talked about it. you know. I, I know that there's probably a, a good handful of folks who went to all three this weekend or maybe went to one and then went to wrestling and then went up to Boston as well. But I wanted to get the recap, wanted to get the scoop, and had to bring on Kay Finn for the first time in 400 episodes. He makes his Sons of Saturday debut, so that was exciting.
0: can't believe it's been that long for him not uh, jumping on the pod. But the first of many... Hopefully here moving forward. So again, Virginia Tech wins 48-22. to 22. As always, Toki Haiku time. This first one comes from all the way from Colorado. Our guy, Coach Holmes, who is at the Colorado State game, which looked like it was going to be a scoregami opportunity. I think it was like 5 nothing at the beginning. He says, massive victory. I'm coming home to Blacksburg. Take down the Wolfpack. Can't wait to see you in the Berg, Coach Holmes.
1: It's exciting. Grant Watson, who we watched with. In Charlotte, Eagles got a whack. Our running game is so back. Bring on the Wolf Pack. We usually don't get rhymes. Well done. Well done, Grant. Um,
0: rounding it out with Oswald. Ref with the mass accent. Italian names abound. Good trip to Boston. Well done. Well done. There's your, there are your three haikus for the beginning. Um, but where did we watch? What was the vibe? We celebrated a birthday this weekend. A little early, but we did celebrate a birthday. Let's talk about uh let's talk about our 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 consumption uh our consumption this weekend.
1: Yeah, a lot of fun at Goldie's. Some live music going on. They were playing a little Fleetwood Mac. You had Billy Ray and Company singing along with some J- Jason Mraz. You know, it was a blowout when the live musician who's, you know, probably 40 yards away in the bar is playing some acoustic, Jason Mraz and Billy Ray singing along. That means you know it's a blowout. And thankfully, we were on the right side of that. Because that probably could have <laughs> happened on the other side, too. If, if that was happening for the Louisville game, I'm sure uh, sure there would have been some, some harmonies there, too. Yeah, great time at Goldie's in Charlotte, though. Um, the noon kick got there right at 11.57 today. We need some agency network up in here. And they delivered
0: unfortunately they, that was the same time as the Michigan Penn State game which while it was competitive was uh, just uh, horrible to watch um so that was on one of the other televisions
1: what did uh, you think about what did you think about the post game speech from the interim head coach here? I
0: thought it was embarrassing that's what I thought <laughs> it was, uh, it uh, look it, it's kind of it's it's kind of hard like when you're in a locker room and you're totally invested in and it's us versus the world um i I can understand getting getting to that point um but from a national scale you know you're not really a victim when you get caught cheating um, and <laughs> and your coach isn't there like i don't really you know when you when you when you zoom out a little bit it doesn't look that great so it is,
1: it is always kind of funny when those interviews occur because whoever is in front of the microphone it's as if the person that is being discussed had passed away yes um, you know jj McCarthy, mccarthy is saying yeah, you know, I miss him so much. I saw him last night, um, but, you know, we just miss him so much down there. It's like, See dude, him in an hour. Dude, it's it's going to be okay. You can probably <laughs> FaceTime him right now, and he will answer uh, the phone. But uh, quite silly, and college football, uh, what a fantastic sport that, uh, that these types of, honestly, hilarious post-game interviews are occurring here uh, on the big noon kickoff slate. I'll say it. I'll say it. Y'all can can delete
0: those bookmarks. I tweeted get, before the game. I've done it you three times.
1: bookmarks this week?
0: No, uh, no, 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 no. I don't have any bookmarks. I know people have bookmarks of me. I got three. I got three or two on mine. Um, I tweeted that we were going to win this week. I've tweeted that we were going to win before the Boston College, Pittsburgh, and Syracuse game. We have won all three, so you can remove those bookmarks. Virginia Tech handled business in Boston. Sons of statistics. A fun statistic. Forty-eight points—the most since we scored forty-eight in Coach Fuentes. That was his final game, right, in twenty twenty-one. In Coach yep. Fuentes' final in, game yeah. against Duke on November thirteenth, twenty twenty-one. But when was the last time we scored forty-eight or more than forty-eight?
1: Most time we so this was actually the most points we scored in a road game in eighteen years, <laughs> which is befuddling. Twenty. 05 uh, in in Charlottesville in Charlottesville 2005 I think this was a game maybe Cedric Humes was our back 52 to 14 win in Charlottesville in t- uh, 2005 and uh, that's honestly kind of wild mm-hmm. I I am very surprised mm-hmm. by that statistic but mm-hmm. uh, pretty exciting good for Coach Bowen good for the team none of those touchdowns were defensive or special teams touchdowns either they were all offensive.
0: 600 yards of total offense, 7 of 15 on third down, 363 yards rushing. That's good for 7.1 yards per rush. Um, This is Virginia Tech's second 300-yard rushing night. This is their fifth rushing game of over 150 yards. I'm not sure what prompted the faux man shoe shave um, for Coach Bowen. I think he said it was if they got over 300 yards rushing. He doesn't have anything to shave anymore. So I'm not I'm not really sure what the what the situation will be for that. Um, But well done. Well, well done. 36 minutes of possession to 23. We out Boston College, Boston College at Boston College. Uh, We stole possessions, two interceptions on kick. I I don't I, I don't think I've even seen the onside kick. It's not in the condensed game. I was getting a drink when it happened. I came back with my drink, and everybody's like, oh, we got the ball back. I'm like, they went three and out already? Like, no, surprise onside kick. I was like, oh, fun? You
1: got um, to tip, tip your cap to Kyle Lowe, uh, the perfect kick. And you have to tip your cap to Jalen Jones, who had the most eloquent and delicate – Eloquent, delicate, I don't know what word I'm looking for here, but the way that he just scooped the ball up so perfectly, it looked like it was going right to Boston College and he snatched it out of thin air. Uh, Really set the tone. 35 unanswered points. That was the, uh, I guess, that was right before the next score um, after our initial touchdown. But 35 Mm -hmm. unanswered points from there. I do not care who you're playing. If it's Blacksburg High School or Wofford or... UVA, JMU, Clemson, Florida State, if you score 35 unanswered points, that is impressive. Uh, That is a huge kudos to your offensive coordinator. Usually when you score 35 points in a row, you're going to win the game. So did you know that on this wonderful Saturday, Malachi Thomas became the first Virginia Tech player, a non-transfer player? to score a touchdown this year. Now, we know Malachi Thomas threw for a touchdown earlier this year uh, in the Syracuse game, passing touchdown trick play. Um, Mm -hmm. We're going to just make this, hey, if you were the one who walked into the end zone, and Malachi Thomas did that on a 35 yard touchdown here, speaks to the use, utilization of the transfer portal here. Touchdowns this year, Steven Gosnell, one, Facial Tutan. I'm sorry, this is receiving. Uh, Two for Tootin, two for Jennings, four for Daquan Felton, six for Jalen Lane. Rushing touchdowns on the year. Facial Tootin, seven. Kyron Jones, four. Grant Wells, one. And then Malachi just got his first one. And then uh, passing touchdowns on the year. Grant Wells, five. Kyron Jones, nine. Malachi Thomas, one. So good for Malachi Thomas etching up the Virginia Tech stat sheets as the homegrown Hokie. But we are opening our doors for business here. Transfers, come on in because you guys are making a heck of an impact. And this is how college football works in 2023. Bill, shall we talk about uh, just some nitpicks, some uh, areas of improvement on both sides of the ball for Virginia Tech?
0: Starting with the offense, um, the ball was on the ground a lot. <clears throat> fumbled the ball five times. We were fortuitous and only losing two of those. Uh, and if you want to nitpick something, I couldn't find anything else to really get my, um, to really ruffle my feathers outside of that. But uh, the first red zone trip off of the interception ended in a field goal. We had first and 10 on the Boston College 14. Um, if you look at that third down play, if Drones does hand that off to Tootin, it's probably at least a first down, more than likely a touchdown. Um, those are really my only nitpicks. I thought we did a phenomenal job. Um, I thought we did a phenomenal job being creative. I know, I know we have a bunch of good stuff to talk about. So, um, there's only really one place that you can start with that though.
1: Yeah. Hard to nitpick the offense when you get, uh, garbage time snaps from Grant Wells and Pop Watson, uh, only five incompletions for drones. He took care of the football as well. He does have this thing where... I know it happened in the Pitt game, too, when Pitt scored the defensive touchdown. Um, when he – it looks like he's going to throw it, and he knocks the ball out of his right hand with his mm-hmm. non throwing hand. Um, I know that was a, a fumble, I think at the end of the half. Mm-hmm. But uh, he did recover it. But um, hopefully we don't see any more of that. Thank you, Kyron Drones, for taking care of the football again this week. Um, and he was fantastic. 219 yards through the air on 17 pass attempts, 12 completions, 135 rushing yards on the ground, two touchdowns. And he ran for over, or he accumulated for over 350 yards out of our total 600 yards. Uh, Billy Ray, when did Virginia Tech become Oklahoma 600 yards? It was, it was incredible. And we
0: came into this game talking about how it's the, the Castellanos show at Boston college. Um, and Kyron Jones did a little bit of everything for us. What really impresses me about him uh, as he continues to mature, the, the two things that stood out in this game are he made some tough throws. Um, you're not going to ask him to throw the ball a ton. Uh, as you mentioned, only 17 pass attempts, but in those 17 pass attempts, you had the shot play to Daquan Felton who has become like the fingertip catch King. Um, he, he is able to, I don't know if he's doing like uh, fingertip curls or something, but uh, if it's touching his fingertips at this point, He's catching the ball. And then he also had that throw to Daquan Wright. One-handed catch was nice, but the needle that he threw there was fantastic. And he's very patient. He's patient in the pass game. He's patient in the run game, waits for blocks to develop, um, and does a phenomenal job. So awesome, awesome game from Kyron Jones all around.
1: The running game itself, again, has just been great. And we're going to talk more running stats later from our guy, Rich Luttenberger, but Trones ran like an elite running back on, on Saturday, mm-hmm. 20 carries 135 yards. Those are some basial tootin numbers there. KD uh, 6.8 yards per carry had a long of 59 yards on the ground was bummed that he couldn't get in the end zone. We were talking about it before the game. Billy Ray was like, Hey, listen, Passing touchdown and rushing touchdown for drones is plus 410 right now. I was like, oh, dude, like, did you hit it? And he was like, no, I didn't. And <laughs> turns out that uh didn't happen because Bachel Tootin was hogging all the touchdowns. Three touchdowns on the ground for uh, Tootin on Saturday. He was 16 for 78, averaged 4.9. A carry had a long of 17. Malachi, three for 38 with a long of 35. His touchdown run as well what did you love
0: i mean I, i i it's always fun when you have a football game where you can say hey do you know what my favorite touchdown was of all the touchdowns that we had uh it was our fifth touchdown of the night that was uh that was my favorite or afternoon whatever you want to call it i keep calling it night uh tootin gets stood up on the four yard line just keeps swimming just keeps swimming and powers his way into the end zone uh, about midway through the third quarter. And all I could say, all you could say when you see a run like that, it was a gritty run. Put his head down, kept his legs turning, and ended up in the end zone for six. So, um, man, I, I, I love watching him play. He runs angry. He's shifty. He he is such a fun player to watch. Um, and I'm glad that it's all come together because at the beginning of the season, if you go back and you listen to some of our podcasts early in the year, it's, man, Tootin is so talented. It's got to be so frustrating to finish with, like, you know, 22 carries and, you know, 57 yards and no touchdowns. Um, so I'm glad we're able to get him in the end zone and get him uh, a his stats now.
1: Figured this thing out and that, you know, a team needs time to, to gel together and adapt to new schemes. And a lot of that comes from a run first uh, quarterback like drones, but there were some pass catchers who are also impact players here on Saturday. The Daquan show, Daquan Wright and Daquan Felton, combined for 159 receiving yards eight catches you would probably say hey they probably got in the end zone right unfortunately no felton's 101 yards and Wright's 58 yards uh felton's shoestring catch writes one hander i know you like that mm-hmm. um, but they didn't have the touchdowns it was the no. jay lane and the stephen gosnell show good to see jay lane back in the end zone it's always a party in there with 83 stephen gosnell it was his first touchdown as a Virginia Tech hokey.
0: Um, on the uh, on the Jalen Lane stuff, we ran a really really nice play. I
1: think I, I I think
0: I retweeted it. I follow a couple of like these these play scheme uh, accounts. I retweeted it a while back. Um, Boston College was in man to man. You run motion with Lane back to the quarterback. You got the guys responsible for Lane following all the way. Jalen Lane plants his foot sprints back out to the sideline and the guy doesn't have a chance he walks in there so I love seeing that and that's just another tat tip to our guy Tyler Bowen who was a ton had a ton of creativity on Saturday We saw screens, fake tosses, misdirections quarterback follows um, Tyler Bowen was indeed in his bag. Uh, I, one of the funnier things in other Michigan and Penn State tieback was you could say a Tyler Bowen took his Viagra on Saturday. I think James Franklin took too many. Viagra on Saturday. This guy's going for it, going for two uh when he shouldn't, going for it on fourth down when he shouldn't. Um, but, um, what's plural Tebow. of
1: Viagra? Is it Viagra or Viagra's? Or is it just, is it like deer? Is it just, you don't do any Viagra?
0: I took two Viagra's Viagri. Um, that does it for me on the offense. I, um,
1: while we're talking I, about while we're talking about Jalen Lane, he did have a punt return called back, mm. uh, but good uh, kudos to Jalen Lane getting in the end zone didn't count. Uh, we didn't need it, thankfully. Blocking the back, That um, happens. But uh, shout out to shout out to him. The portal. I, haven't, I have a note about the portal here. We already talked about that. So let's move over to the defense. I mean, I don't really think you could have any critiques on the defense other than not really registering that many tax or uh, tacks or tackles for loss. I saw two tackles for <laughs> loss logged on the stat sheet here. And uh, Castellanos, we shut him down. Uh, I, I I will say we had some early woes in the first quarter. Their their second drive after our field goal, uh, they kind of marched down the field, ran it down the field, and took a seven to three lead and that was kind of it. Uh, we adjusted really well. I know they had 67 rushing yards in the first quarter and 57 rushing yards the rest of the game. Um, really did a good job of uh, pinning our ears back and crushing Castellanos. He was 10 of 20 for 110 yards. Uh, one touchdown, two picks, had a three, 34 uh, QBR. And then we shut down the backup Emmett Moorhead as well. He was three of, eight, uh, three of seven for 28 yards on the day. In the run game, Castellanos, 11 carries, 46 yards, along of 12. Alex Broom, uh, they're starting back this week due to the injuries of their other guys. Nine carries, 56 yards, a uh, long of 36 and the touchdown in their first quarter.
0: We didn't mention this in our preview, and I don't know how we didn't. This is Boston College's first loss in five games. They haven't lost a game since September 23rd when they traveled to Louisville. Um,
1: Yet there was so, no one at the game.
0: <laughs> there was no. I was. Uh, I'm looking at it right now. capacity. I'm glad uh, they. Didn't,
1: I'm glad they didn't blow us out because we We would have had all these weirdo Boston College fans in our mentions, know um, going at us about critiquing their our fan base in football culture. Louisville's got some weird fans is, is all do. we're going to say. Uh, Louisville. <laughs> all we said was that their fan base didn't really show up on game day. I mean, we saw the upper deck. There was, there was no one there. Like, Unless unless I have visual impairments, um, bragging about 10,000 empty seats is not a good look on your fan base. So if you're a Louisville fan and you're still creeping around watching our content, um It's good to see you, and uh, it's actually not um, so. They could be
0: nice if you're one of the Louisville fans watching our video who's upset with us about that. Just get more people to show up to the game. Bring a friend with you to the game. Maybe that's an initiative Louisville and, quite frankly, Boston College should
1: start. Bring a friend to a game. B-A-F-T-A-G. Bring a friend to a game. You did mention Just Keep Swimming. Here's another Finding Nemo reference for you. Find your exit buddy, but we're actually going to make it find your entrance buddy. Get Walk with him through the gate, him or her, through the gate. Maybe bring a couple folks. I know tickets to that game were $17. It's not that much money for a college football game, uh, Louisville folks. What else do we have? The secondary was awesome. They set the tone. Dorian Strong, Dorian strong gets multiple helmet stickers for his multiple interceptions on Saturday. This is from Chris Coleman. He's been targeted 24 times Dorian strong and opposing quarterbacks are seven of 24 for 76 yards with one touchdown and three interceptions. Really good coverage year for Dorian strong. Number 44 has to merit some form of all ACC recognition at the end of the season. Could not agree more, Chris Coleman, uh, Dorian Strong. I know, I know they love to talk. People love to talk. I'm totally in agreement with here with here statement. But uh, 44, we need to get Dorian Strong in some single digits next year. It would be exciting.
0: Boston College's drive drive chart in the first half: interception, touchdown, interception, punt, punt, punt. Half, really, really well done. Um, we've talked about the importance of coming out. Starting strong and not putting yourself in a position to have to claw back. Um, I mean, this game got completely out of control in in a hurry. Um I again, I predicted a win. I didn't predict a win like this. Twenty one points in the second quarter. Um just a great great all around performance by Virginia Tech. I, I, I don't I, I don't think there's any way to sum it up other than that.
1: It's really nice when you could essentially be done with your Saturday, your your stress on Saturday by one thirty PM. Kick your Mm -hmm. feet up. I ordered the victory beer at Goldie's at like 145. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was was game over. (laughs) So really exciting stuff. Let's talk about special teams. Did have a muffed punt. Did have a called back punt return for a touchdown. Other than that, the positives. uh, Saw this from Bill Roth's late hits. John Love has hit 11 field goals in a row and is 90% on the year. He's an 18 of 20 clip. Pretty good. Love it. Pretty um, good. I do. <laughs> good pun.
0: Uh, and the onside kick. Very well done. Uh, what's your blue ribbon of the week? You could you could give this, I mean, you can give this to basically anybody.
1: But who's getting it? I'm giving out two. I did say that I was going to carry over from last week. We did not give out any PBR blue ribbons of the week. I do have an empty PBR cup right here. Uh, There wasn't beer in this. There was chocolate milk in it. (laughs) Get some good protein. But uh, (laughs) Brent Pry gets my PBR blue ribbon this week because the team came out and got aggressive. They played dead on the road at Louisville last week, and and it was like, hey, listen, guys, we're not doing that again. We are going to bring our own energy up to Chestnut Hill. It's exactly what we did at noon kick. You know, saw some saw some, uh, saw some a- Andy Bitter reporting about the guys, you know, getting woken up before their alarms, and and they were a little ticked off about that, and they brought that ticked offness to the field. Uh, the team was scoring points off of turnovers early in the first quarter. The onside kick was some serious cajones and also just the commitment to running the ball. Uh, the entirety of that first half was awesome. Um, Kyron Jones really set the tone. The other PBR ribbon of the week, Doreen Strong, two picks. We talked about this. I mean, that was serious job. Well done, Doreen Strong. A reminder for all the listeners out there as we set sail for one more game in Lane Stadium on Saturday. NC State's coming to town. It's a 3.30 kick. You're going to get to do your tailgating, but guess what? You might want another cold one when you get inside the gates of Lane Stadium. You might want to go down to Benny's in the southeast corner, uh, right inside Gate 3. I think it's Gate 3. It's the one southeast. I don't know. might not be Gate 3. But East Stands at first exit. Go to Benny's and get yourself a PBR. Virginia Tech, Lane Stadium. It's the only college football stadium that sells PBR. That's pretty unique. Had some PBRs yesterday in Charlotte at Small Bar. Head on down there and get you some PBR. We will be enjoying them this weekend. One big thing. I don't like to double dip. I don't like to do it, but you brought it up, and I can't
0: think of a better place for us to talk about one big thing Because there is one big thing that can completely change your Saturday. And it is this. It is the one big slice of pizza from Benny's. Pat, do do you care to just explain the turkey? What's the elevator? The nine quick explanation of the turkey suit.
1: I think we should just leave these. I think we should leave this stone unturned. And people are just going to have to figure it out themselves.
0: You can just figure it out. We were at Small Bar in Charlotte. Uh, We realized very quickly that that was just a few blocks away from Benny's Pizza. Called up. Mentioned Sons of Saturday. Got five bucks off. Everybody got pizza. Some of the locals got pizza because you just can't finish that thing with your group. So if you want to be the hero of your Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday, call Benny's. Charlottesville. Charlotte. Richmond. Blacksburg. Wherever. Mention Sons of Saturday. Get five bucks off of your pie.
1: One big thing. What is your one big thing, Patrick? Running the football. Hang on, I got it on the full screen. I gotta, I gotta move it over. Rich Luttenberger. In the last four wins, the Hokies have run the ball 199 times and outrushed their opponents 1,021 to 197. Wow. We've run for over a thousand yards in our last four games, and our opponents have not run for. 197 yards or or 200 yards. So in these games, we've also outscored our opponents 154 to 66 running the ball equals winning football games. That's it. That's the facts.
0: My one big thing, I'm simply stating a fact and I, and for all of you who are concerned with this, I'll just put a PSA out. If you are a current coach facilities member Uh, assistant player at Virginia Tech, I would like you to please cover your ears because I don't want this stat to distract you from focusing on the game coming up. But our guy, Sam Stromberg, pointed this out, and it has been confirmed. If Virginia Tech wins out, UNC wins out, and Miami beats Louisville next Saturday, Virginia Tech would be your uh, second representative in the ACC championship. Will this happen? Probably not. FPI puts it at 0.4%. Is it accurate? Yes. So look, climbing those standings, fired up about it, still playing meaningful football, trying to get to a bowl game. Got NC State at home. Got UVA to close get, close the season out. It's year's flown by, hasn't it? Can't believe we're already here at the last two games of the year. Um, and that leads me to this. It is. Uh, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it, but it is something that. Uh, I, two things. The segment is called "Stupid Stuff That Was Said." Um, these are things that were said, and I think they're stupid. Um, Early on in the year, it feels like a lifetime ago, uh, after the Marshall game, after the Purdue game, after the Rutgers game, people had questions. People were saying, look, I refuse to accept that we're this bad. I refuse to accept that our offense can be this inept. I refuse to believe that we cannot stop people on defense. And one of the... Counterpoints to that were that people would say, this team is just not talented enough to compete. This team is just not good. The roster is not good. We're, we're unable to compete. I said this as soon as people started saying that. That is a straw man excuse, and it is a complete disservice to the kids in this roster. There is talent on this roster. Is it going to be a disparity against Louisville? Is it going to be a disparity against Florida State? Yes and Yes. But I simply did not believe the fact that this was one of the worst rosters in the ACC. And guess what? It's not. It is not one of the worst rosters in the ACC. The players were developed. The players played up to their potential. The coaches called plays that were complementary of their skill sets. And we're all good. We're all good. So... Just wanted to address that. feel like that was a talking point. It, again, it feels so long ago that you can't even remember these conversations were happening. But they were happening. They were happening. This team's not good enough to compete. Yes, they are. And they are. And they have.
1: I think you could say the same thing for <laughs> fire ex-coordinator mm-hmm. after Marshall or Purdue. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's your Twitter header. Because mm-hmm. having that in your Twitter he- header is going to get them fired. That's, mm-hmm. that's, that's how it works. Um, <laughs> were we critiquing? Was the fan base critiquing um, the performance of the team and the staff after those losses? Yes. And they had every right to do that. Um, was it the right answer to say, hey, we need to fire Tyler Bowen? <laughs> like, like, do you, do you think we need to fire Tyler Bowen? He just put up 600 yards of offense on Saturday. I don't think that needs to happen. Let the season play out. Let us get more data. Let these young players develop. Half of them are transfers. They haven't played together before. Um, But, you know, there are a lot of folks out there who had some egregious takes early on in the season. Um, I think critiquing the staff of losing to Marshall and Purdue and Rutgers is one thing. I think, hey, we need to jump to conclusions of, hey, someone needs to get fired. Um, Usually not the answer.
0: Long season. Got to let it play out. Last thing on the stupid stuff that was said this weekend. It's never personal. It's always just stuff that I see. I'm going to talk about it. There is absolutely, unequivocally, zero reason, zero, to be making fun of, dragging, and uh, just belittling Grant Wells. Um, He had a 60-yard rush when Tech is up 48-15. to He gets brought in the game because the game's out of control. Fumbles the ball through the back of the end zone. And everybody took this as an opportunity to take shots at Grant Wells, who's no longer our starting quarterback, who has not complained one step of the way, who has been a great teammate to Kyron Jones, who's been injured and missed a ton of time, and we have moved on to a new quarterback. Um, there's no reason to belittle the kid, make fun of the kid, or or poke fingers. Uh, and also, it, it it looks really silly when you try to think of what you would look like when you were trying to make that play. So I, I am always going to stick up for players. I am always going to stick up for, um, for, for for the kids that work 365 days a year to go out there and compete. Um, I couldn't stand it. I don't like it. Um, that's what I have to say about it. I
1: understand There, you know, Parts of the play were humorous. There's opportunities to get jokes off. Um, but even just from a standpoint of like recruits seeing that and knowing that this is how a fan base could act, it's not necessarily the best look. I'm not saying it's, it's the end of the world, but um, I wouldn't want to be in his shoes. I, 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 feel bad for the kid. Um, mm-hmm. Worked hard for us. Understand he's, he's not our QB one. Um, Tyron Jones has been unbelievable and we're really lucky to have him, but yeah, um, mm-hmm doesn't really make sense to to belittle a fellow Hokie
0: hey guys this is Ali Jennings the third wide receiver for your Virginia Tech Hokies when I committed to Virginia Tech football I committed to the best that's why I chose Harvey's GM in Radford why settle for less when you can have the best go to Harvey's GM for all of your vehicle needs tell them Ali sent you that's Harvey's GM. Tyler Ave in Radford, or go to their website at harveysgm.com for more info. Letters from the lunch pail. James Copeland, how important are the extra practices for this group of kids and program if we make a bowl? James Copeland, we need to make a bowl. We need to make a bowl. We need to win one game out of NC State whose quarterback voluntarily said, I don't want to play this year anymore, and then UVA. Got to win one of those games. Find a way to win one of those games. How important is it? Crucially important. Crucially important. The opportunity to get young guys, reps, young offensive linemen, young defensive linemen, see what areas of need we may need to address in the transfer portal for a little bit more time, get the team some experience on another traveling to a road game experience for a bowl game and rewarding the players and rewarding the coaches and rewarding this, this amazing fan base with an opportunity to go watch the Hokies play one more game. It is paramount. It it has to be the most important thing that we do the rest of the year uh, is, is go to a bowl game. And I feel like I talk about this every year, the importance, like you cannot put a, I don't want to say price tag, but you can't like, you can't under overemphasize how important an extra month of practice is with your team. Um, So really, really important, James, really
1: important. Yeah. And the transfer portal is opening soon when the season ends. That's when the portal opens. You have your team together for those practices and it makes it a lot easier for them to decide that they want to stick around Mm -hmm. Um, because as, as well as Virginia tech did in the portal Last cycle, there's going to be attrition just because that's the nature of how this is right now. Um, and obviously, I'm I'm cautiously optimistic that we can keep all the stallions in the stable. But um, knowing that there is there is the risk of losing some of our talented guys, you, you want to keep them around as long as possible, and you want to go and, and go ahead and win a bowl game for your program. So, and also, I want to see Coach Pry covered in mayonnaise. So. <laughs> <laughs> because of because of the Dukes-Mayo ball. You know, context. Yes. Context is important. Yes. Hokie haikus. We got some more Hokie haikus here. Hokie hack. Love Hokie hack. Who loves a good slice from the sideline. Hokies trounce Eagles time to take down NC State. Armstrong meets Saxburg. And then Robbie Emerson, our guy Robbie. Last home game in Lane, one last ride for Section 5. Go beat the Wolf Pack. Closing thoughts.
0: Really proud of this football team. Proud of the staff. Dare I say we deserve this. It has been way too long since we've been able to – I mean, Pat, when was the last time we've enjoyed watching a game on television that wasn't happening in Blacksburg um, and you can kick your feet up? I don't really. It's 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 been multiple years against a against an ACC opponent. I mean, it's been it's, it feels like it's been quite a long time. Can you 80, think of one?
1: It's been 84 years, Billy Ray. I, <laughs> I, I, I cannot think of one. No,
0: um, unfamiliar I territory. Um, I guess and, you
1: know. Uh, I guess that Duke game in 2021. We did have a little bit of that at Bubs at the beach.
0: Yeah, so. Uh, just really happy for this football team and excited for this final chapter of the year. Um, Two games against really good coach and Dave Dorn. Uh, They've had a really odd year. We're seeing Brennan Armstrong one more time. Uh, Hopefully we can continue our, our grim Reaper knocking on the door um, act, which we've had with uh, Mr. Schrader, Mr. Jakovic, and now Mr. Armstrong, who seemingly we have been playing against for, for a decade now. Um, in the last hurrah at lane stadium. So um, really looking forward to it. I know we'll both be there, so I'm not gonna be, I'm not gonna be in town till Saturday. got a wedding on Friday. Thank goodness. The wedding is not on Saturday,
1: um, but uh, I'm looking forward to it. It's gonna be fun. Closing thoughts, two winnable games, go win them both. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited mm-hmm. for Saturday. Uh, yeah, you're going to have the sun setting over the blue Ridge mountains. Uh, you know, probably at the end of the first quarter, at the end of the first quarter, the sun is setting as Virginia Tech leads ten to three with
0: this daylight savings dude it's gonna be it's gonna be a night game by the uh by the start of the second half
1: yeah it will be it's gonna be chilly too I know it's gonna be like mid fifties on Saturday, but I'm sure once that sun sets behind those blue ridges, it's gonna be forties and I hope not up it's
0: predicting head. it's predicting rain and lightning on uh on friday so hopefully that stays on friday would not would not like that uh dipping down to like 45 48 comes five thirty, six 6 o'clock so uh blue jeans and sweatshirts baby we haven't really had a blue jeans and sweatshirts game I, I gotta be honest the coldest i was in lane stadium all year was the second half of the purdue game i don't know <laughs> if people get like surprised at that but the second half of the purdue game i was soaking wet and it was windy and it's kind of uncomfortable Syracuse game was pretty warm. I was, I, I felt great the, the whole
1: Syracuse game. I think for me, it was the second half of the Wake Forest game. It was cold. Okay, road. that's when it got a little windy, a little, mm-hmm. a little spooky. Um, Sharky outs shout-outs?
0: Sharky shoutouts. Uh, I had so much fun in Charlotte this weekend. Ran into some awesome people. Uh, we met the Cochran's. Um, I met uh Mr. Cochran at the South Carolina game with his family. Really enjoyed talking with him. Uh, really, really appreciated that. Also, shout out to Adam Boynton, Hooked us up with uh, some great seats for the South Carolina game. Really, really enjoyed that. Uh, Lance Weller. Ran into him. We met him in Breckenridge during the ACC championship run a couple years back. Um, I saw him at the game multiple times. He was joking. You following me? Uh, he's like, no, you're following me. Uh, it's a small concourse. Easy to run into people multiple times. Uh, and then <laughs> our guy, Michael Edwards. I never met him. Came up, introduced himself. He's a dad in Richmond. I think he's a dad of two, and he's just like, "Look, man, not all of us can make it back all the time." So I appreciate you guys chatting about it. Um, he was great. Loved talking with him at halftime of the South Carolina game. Uh, I'm not sure if he's a rep for Asics, but he was
2: raving
1: about Asics. It's the gel Nimbus, dude. I mean, I just got, I just got my new pair and when i got home last night they were sitting in front of my door some serious around the house shoes or running shoes depending on what you like to do they're awesome so michael thank you because you are speaking for the 30 somethings who you know who are new to fatherhood or maybe not new to fatherhood and are just you know not able to to hang out every weekend we are seeing O'Neill this weekend so we are we're fired up about that but uh, and right Shout out to the Richmonders. Mm-hmm. Shout out to the, the RVA folks. Also, um, I am thinking of going to uh, Richmond before the UVA game. Have you figured out your UVA travel plans yet? Have I you have not. It? I have no plans yet. Maybe we'll take an Amtrak from Jersey to Richmond and have someone scoop us. Who says no? So we'll be there. We need, we need housing too. We need to figure that out for,
0: we, we, we have some stuff that we need to figure out. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. We, don't, we don't have housing for NC state yet. So if you're, if you're listening and you would like to host us on Saturday night for NC state, this is us submitting an RFP. Um, if you would like to fill out the RFP, hit us in the DMS um, because we are looking for housing here over the next two weekends. You know, mm-hmm. um, we don't bite. Uh, we'll, we'll supply uh, beer, wine, maybe some munchies. Um, are you a good cook? Yeah, you, I, I, you know?
0: I, I can cook. I wouldn't consider myself a good cook.
1: Okay. Um, but yeah, we're doing that. And then, uh, oh, we got to talk about, should we talk about the go birds thing? Guys, we guys, I got to tell you, the tweet probably wasn't worded the best way. I uh, tweeted it. Me. I tweeted it. Billy tweeted it. We didn't we didn't get to chat before the tweet went out. It pretty much reads as hi guys, uh, we just invented Go Birds. So start saying. <laughs> and that is not the bit. If you've been listening, if you've been following along, we've been kind of plugging Go Birds as a joke all season. Even in August and, and June and July, we were talking about this, you know, in and outside of the podcast or social medias. Go Birds is a bit. It's a joke. The hoogie bird is a bird, So we've been saying it. Obviously, the Philadelphia Eagles say Go Birds as well. That's the bit. Um, We committed to the bit. Unfortunately, the tweet today did not really have the whole bit in mind. So this is me delivering that context to you all right now. You do not need to buy the t-shirt. And if you don't even know what we're talking about, that is okay. Um, But no, we are not – we are not – Unoriginal people who can't come up with our own clothing lines. Uh, this is a bit, and we thought the Philadelphia Hokies would, you know, like it. It's a little tongue-in-cheek, obviously, but um, clearly we may have missed the mark on the whole rollout of this T-shirt. So whatever. I'm. S-
2: <laughs> there are a lot of
1: people who are offended about it, though, which is kind of <laughs> hilarious. Like a lot of offended people. <laughs> We were ruffling all of the bird's feathers on this Sunday night <laughs> on the internet. Um, a lot of people were offended by this guys. It's not that deep. It's never that deep. It's never that serious. That's a go good birds. Point. good callback. Good go callback. Bird, go birds is a bit. The bird is a bird. It can't fly. We can't say go Hokies cause go Hokies is trademarked. So Obviously, we would be millionaires. The Southwest Virginia shop would be millionaires. We can't say Go Hokies. We can't put that on t-shirts. However, we also did find out today that Go (laughs) Birds is, in fact, trademarked. So, guys, I hope you enjoyed dunking on us on the internet. It's not that serious. We do goofy bits. And if you're not familiar with our brand, try to get a little more familiar (laughs) and, and just chill out, okay? Thank you. I am so fired up to see you guys at NC State. Um, And if you were truly offended, I am so sorry. Lastly,
0: PSA from PMF.
1: Lastly, November 18th, that is this Saturday. If you are going to be sticking around, uh, the Campton Roads area, the uh, K5K, a run for Kendra is a 5K event, raising money for college-bound students who have lost their parent to cancer. Scholarships go to Hampton Road students and Virginia Tech students. It is memorializing Kendra Atherton, who graduated from Tech and lost her battle to cancer in 2012. Over the past 10 years, we have raised $120,000 for our scholarship fund. You can learn more at www.k5k.run. And shout out to our friends, the Athertons. I hope you guys have an awesome turnout this weekend at the K5K um carter hunter the whole gang love you guys and uh hope that event goes really well and shout out to our richmond marathon runners here this past week yes weekend. yes dave now dave did the damn thing i saw colton grow and, and brady did do it as well um november man a lot of marathons in november i know there were dozens of hokies who crushed new york last week um Riley Wyatt did a segment and interviewed Dave Naus, um, and Dave said his favorite part about the race was the post-race coldies. <laughs> we can <could> all, <laughs> we can all appreciate. Uh, shout out to all you guys as well. Is that a podcast? You got anything else for me? Um, a couple
0: things off the cuff. They don't have to do with Virginia Tech. So if you're if you're good on Virginia Tech content, you can tune out. Um. I do have to give props to a gentleman that I uh, engaged with on Don V's space um, regarding Ole Miss. Uh, he he was saying that he was saying that Ole Miss was fraudulent, which I still disagree with. But I did tell him we basically had set a line at 21 points um, that you I, I didn't think UGA would win by 21 points. They won by way more than 21 points. I don't think that's necessarily a reflection on Ole Miss being fraudulent. I think it's a reflection on Georgia being amazing, uh, which they are. So Tyler Brookman, salute, hats mm-hmm. off to you. Um, good call, good call. I should have. Uh, I-, I had Ole Miss minus uh, or plus ten. So I wish I, I wish I consulted with you before. Um, that's one thing. Number two, any thoughts on the Jimbo Fisher um, exodus here? Uh- Seventy-six million dollar buyout is being paid. College football, college sports, college athletics, out of
1: control, just out of control. Yeah, stop paying these guys this much money. <laughs> <laughs> they've, they've, like this, Charlie Weiss is still getting paid. How, <laughs> How long that that? Was, Um, it's ridiculous. It's out of control. Hot wings and hotter takes. I did, I did have a, uh, I did hint that this was going to happen. We can pull that. We can pull that clip. Uh, Jimbo, goodbye. I don't think anyone – well, I guess, you know, he doesn't care. He's going to make $76 million to do nothing. But um, I know his ego is going to be bruised a little bit from this. But, um, you know, be a better football coach next time. Uh, Hoops content. Check it out. It's fantastic. Hoops content content going out this week, reviewing the Iowa game, reviewing the South Carolina game as well – and, yeah.
0: <laughs> Getting to town on Saturday. Pat and I are, uh, are, are are waffling, considering going to the basketball game on Sunday. Not sure yet. Um, so, we'll see what goes on there. But uh, as Hoops picks up, so does the content. So, shout out to everyone who's been doing that. And uh, that's a podcast. We'll I, have think, I, have,
1: I think I have two more shout outs. I'm trying to think. A couple guys I met, um, a couple more folks I met at the game. Hannah Snodgrass, um, shout out to Hannah. Saw her after the Iowa game, and then Chris in Castle. Bird. Love seeing in in Castle, of course, always, always rep it for the hoops teams. And uh, Chris Bird and his family as well met them before the South Carolina game. Um, but yeah, we'll see you guys in
0: Blacksburg. Go Hokies! Next time you hear from us, will be the NC State preview. Beat them, go Hokies, go Birds, go sports. Talk
1: to you soon. Enjoy the games. Okay. Sunday night, finishing up the pod with some fun. Talking about the road diaries of the weekend of November 10th. And this is about episode 400 and something. And Kevin Finn, my father, is joining us. He's probably listened to all 400 of those episodes. But for the very (laughs) first time, we do welcome K-Finn. As many people know him as the reason I went to Virginia Tech, but uh, just just so you guys know, there's a lot of Hokie fans out there who do things like this all the time. But um, we had to we had to hear about it uh, from a firsthand account from my dad, who was at the women's game on Thursday night was at the men's game on Friday night in Charlotte and then got on the plane up to Boston early on Saturday and went to the game up there as well and then uh, made it back to Newark Airport and in the confines of Basking Ridge uh, later on Saturday night. A fun-filled weekend, but before we get into anything, what's going on? How are you?
2: Good. It's great uh, spending time with you this weekend as usual. All good. Good day back home today, getting stuff done around the house.
1: Nice. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, so let's talk about your journey to Virginia Tech. Uh, We know that you played soccer at Tech, you know, German club and, and, and all that. But how does, how does a guy from Freehold, New Jersey wind up at Virginia Tech in the 1980s?
2: yeah it's uh it's a pretty interesting story i was supposed to go play soccer at new jersey institute of technology when i finished high school and uh, a local engineering company was looking for a couple like kids out of high school to be draftsmen and i decided to work a couple years save some money and then during those two years um, actually on the second year uh, i was really getting the itch to go back to college and to play soccer in college i was still young enough to play in club ball but on u19s but i really wanted to play in college so i actually ran into an old girlfriend's father at the supermarket and i was telling him i was interested to go back to school and he's like oh jennifer's at at tech they have a soccer team now why don't you go check it out so i reached out to coach shanae set up a a trip down to blacksburg which was epic um Flew Piedmont Airlines down to Roanoke, Coach Sine picked me up, housed me with uh, Tim Barrera, who's one of the captains. Um, when I set foot on campus, I knew this is where I wanted to come. And uh, I had an advantage because I was the age of a junior, but I was only a freshman. So able to play right away and had a great four years there. Um, one of the highlights was that my brother came the year after me. So to be able to put on the Tech jersey uh, with my brother Kenny was was phenomenal. And we've really turned into a Virginia Tech family. Uh, Met my wife, Jean, there. Um, Two out of three of our kids, obviously Patrick, you, and then Kathleen's a senior now, go to Tech. We let Brian go to Notre Dame. That was okay. (laughs) And he ended up playing soccer there, which was fun. Had a good time out there. Um, And my brother sent three kids to, to Tech. My sister sent one kid to Tech. So we've become a real Tech family. And... When we started having kids, I got to show a little prop here. All right. There is Patrick Finn being born. And, of course, I slap on a VT button right on his uh, his baby blanket. So he was he was just uh, born to be a Hokie, as they say. And uh, the story continues. So it's been fun. But it was life-changing for our family. I was the first one to go away and, and to go south and go to school. Um, it was great. Came back here afterwards, uh, started my career in the, in the printing business. And, uh, I run our sales team at my company and sell current accounts and it's been good. So a little plug for DCC, digital color concepts, Uh, (laughs) mountainside, New Jersey, do a lot of high-end, uh, printing for pharmaceutical companies, high-end fashion and retail. Great, great company. So, uh, yeah, so that was my story. Got to play soccer at tech all four years, joined the German club. And back then we had <clears throat> there was six of us in the soccer team were in the German club. And um we had a we had a good following from the, from all the German club guys would come out to all our games and and just had a great atmosphere. Met my wife there my senior year, which was awesome. And uh pretty much back then all my friends met their wives at tech, and and so it's kind of fun when we have Get together for football games or golf trips. Um, all you know, we all know each other. We all know each other's wives really well, and it's uh, we have a big group that have also sent their kids to tech. So obviously, Patrick, you've become friends with a bunch of my friends' kids, and um, so it continues. You know, you get once you get into VT, you uh, it's it's part of your family, it's part of your life, and you just want to kind of spread the word. But this weekend was really something and initially i was just going to go up to the bc game i've i've uh clients up in boston that um was going to meet him on friday go for dinner and then go to the game on saturday and um they um well then patrick you talked me into coming down to charlotte and that looked too good to be true so gene and i booked a flight for thursday afternoon um uber to the hotel checked in and then quickly met what's the name of that pub we met
1: yeah at. we didn't so we uh, we weren't able to get into the public house cuz it was at capacity and we had a large group so we couldn't uh, do up you know any walk ups at the public house so we went to Rerods Irish pub right down the street
2: yeah Rods got there and you know billy rays there ed williams um it was great i got dax holyfield was there he's an awesome guy had a great chat with him met his uh his girlfriend uh, Allie, who was awesome. Uh, who else? Caroline was there. Um, Diablo fan, fan account. For all you Twitter guys out there, uh, <laughs> I've gotten to know a bunch of you guys through the Virginia Tech Twitter world. And uh, Diablo fan account, great kid, Shelton. And uh, he, he's living down there now, right, Patrick and Charlotte. Um, yeah. Also, Oscar Bradburn, Oscar. <laughs> He, uh, he showed up to really good guy. He just got engaged. So we had a great pregame and then made our way over to the arena. Um, what a great crowd that was. And we, uh, we had seats up in the upper deck. It was pretty packed. And uh, another person that we met through VT Twitter is John Cranham. And we got to sit with him and hang out with John. He was a lot of fun um, and really enjoyed that game. That was a, uh, That was a tough one. I I think, uh, I think tech's good enough to compete with them. Um, Georgia played out of her mind and, uh, Caitlin Clark was incredible, but I have to agree with everybody. She's like the Michael Jordan or the Messi of her sport. And, you know, she gets the calls and unfortunately that went against us. And in the end, what did she have 17 free throws?
1: 17 free throws. Georgia had 31 points on eight less shots than Caitlin. Georgia went to the line four times. Um, I think Caitlin knows that, that Georgia is an unbelievable player too. And um, Yeah. <laughs> most folks in the building, we had some annoying Iowa fans behind us who wouldn't stop, uh, stop yelling at the refs, but. Um,
2: well, the, the Iowa fans came out, they, they travel for this team. I was, I was blown away. I mean, the tech fans showed up. There was a great, Uh, I think we had probably two thirds of the crowd, but I were really, really stepped up. Um, To me, that game came down to the Iowa coach decided that she was going to make life as hard as possible for Liz Kitley. And Liz was, she always was double teamed. She was getting packed. Uh, She had a hard time getting in the paint. They really blocked her up, um, which forced her to do a lot of fadeaway shots and, um, I think Tech is really going to be ready for them. Hopefully, we run into them again on the way to the uh, to the Final Four again, or at the Final Four. That would be amazing. But we're good. Kenny Brooks is doing a great job. He's got a, you know, he's got a lot of new players. That he's got to incorporate, and during the season, they're going to get better. But Liz Georgia, um, the rest of the gang, I think they're going to they're going to continue to be a top ten team.
1: Yeah, a lot of uh, areas of of newcomers that were able to get out there and make an impact as well. Uh, I think really Carly Wenzel made an impact, uh, had 11 points, 4-4 of shooting, was doing her best to lock down Caitlin Clark as well. I mean, she's a redshirt freshman from San Antonio. I think she brings a lot of spunk to this team. I think she's going to be a fan favorite here this year um, as well. And just speaking on behalf of the crowd, it was a postseason-type atmosphere at spectrum center on on a thursday night they had the top open whereas friday night for the men's games they had the the curtains down um i don't know if they had intended to sell any tickets for um for the men's uh tournament in the upper deck but fifteen thousand plus fans out for an early season women's basketball game featuring two final four uh contenders from the previous year it's just incredible to see and it was a ton of fun, ton of fun. Place was buzzing the entire time. Uh, Evan Hughes, I know, was on on uh, the call for one of the networks. I know you got to catch up with him uh, a little bit after after the game as well.
2: Yeah, Evan Hughes, that kid is awesome. He's just an awesome person. He does a fantastic job. Um, I hope someday he, he becomes the voice of the Hokies. He'll be the next Bill Roth. Um, he's already doing that with, you know, basketball, women's basketball I think he does baseball as well fills in some with soccer um and uh, a tidbit with with evan hughes is his dad kelly was uh when i was a freshman on tech soccer his dad was a senior captain and then for the next two years his dad was a grad assistant so i know kelly really well he's a lot of fun he was an amazing player and uh it just brings me joy to see how happy Evan is and how well he's doing. And uh, when, when after the game, when I kind of peeked over the rail and waved up at Evan, um, he came down on a, I guess they had a little commercial break or something and ran down, shook my hand, said hello. And up, up he went to finish his, uh, his segment, but can't say enough about Kelly. And there, there's a lot of those Patrick, where I was friends with the parent and you become friends with, uh, with their kids. Like, Courtney and Katie Adams uh, their dad we were all in the dorm together he was he was back then Cochrane was called Nuff new undergraduate facility until somebody was ready to fork up some money <laughs> uh, but Steve was a football manager so I knew him and it's it's fun that you're friends with his daughters. Um, the list goes on there's a bunch of kids like that and uh, just it's fun it's good to see next generation taking over.
1: so we'll move on to Friday. Friday night, the late tip in Spectrum uh, for the South Carolina game. Had an awesome time uh, prior getting dinner up at uh, Osterio Luca.
2: Yeah, Friday, you know, I did the old work from home, (laughs) Uh, work remotely on Friday, which was pretty productive. Um, We met up with the bakers for dinner, and you always hear Grady B doing the hokey haikus. That's... uh, that's one of my best buddies from tech and uh, Grady and Lori, who their son, Connor, is one of your best buddies. So it's it's um, again, that next generation. Uh, it's pretty fun. But, yeah, we had a great dinner. Then uh, went over to the game. Um, Billy Ray was able to hook us up. We had seats kind of behind the basket. So you were up about halfway and the, and the backboard kind of in the way. Um, we ran into some New Jersey friends there too to, to listen. Kristen Lopez and the Gray sisters and, uh, but Billy Ray hooked us up. He's like, Hey, I got better seats. We're going to move. So we moved center court about 12 rows up and it was, it was perfect. Um, so really enjoyed that. That was another tough. The first half was just tough. We couldn't get our shots off. I think South Carolina part of their strategy was to isolate our guys and, and go one-on-one and, and try to draw the foul and get the bucket. And it happened time and time again. Um, what was that big guy, Mack? Their, their yeah,
1: center? PJ Mack, the Wofford transfer. He's
2: a handful. And I thought, you know, all right, he had a good half. He's he's going to fade. He didn't fade. And then he's stepping out, hitting threes. Um, when you had, you know, Poteet and, and, and then when Lynn Kidd's turn to try to try to stop him. And he just kept backing him up, backing him up, backing him up and the shots were falling. So, um, that was where they, you know, I think their game plan really worked was just isolation. Um, we came back strong in the second half. It was a really fun half to watch. Sean Padula took over, uh, Hunter Gator playing, you know, he, he rolled his ankle and he kept going and that guy's a warrior, but, I think, you know, it's, it's kind of like the women's team. They're going to, this team's going to get better. They have depth. Um, they're going to learn from that loss. And it was just odd for me to see how our shooting was, was really off in the first half, but credit to South Carolina. They stepped up for the game. They were consistent the whole game. Um, I thought when we went ahead Padula's three free throws that we were going to ice that game, but they answered and good teams do that. So, um, but it was a lot of fun. Late game, so got back to the hotel like I don't know twelve thirty, and set the alarm for five. <laughs> and oh, there was our seats. Yeah, we, yeah. So anyway, I, I got a uh, eight o'clock flight out of Charlotte directly to Boston. And part of the reason I did that was I was just checking online to see what it would be. It was like fifty three dollars for one way. Ch- I couldn't believe it delta i'm like how are they making money on that but it kind of encouraged me to say all right that's a sign i got to do this and i had um eight of my customers that are up in boston they were all up for the idea to go and the interesting thing about them is even though they all all live in boston none of them are really fans of boston college they're fans of the boston pro teams but they don't really i don't think that i guess it's the boston alumni and the students Boston College alumni and students that really followed at school. But the average Boston person doesn't seem to care that much. It seems to me.
1: (laughs) Well, even before we get there, did you have any Hokies on your flight? Oh, yeah.
2: There was, you know, everybody was kind of dragging from the night before. There was five or six people wearing their tech stuff. And uh, I talked to a couple of them and and said, hey, are we gluttons for punishment? Or... Um, or what for, you know, suffering two losses. And we're talking about the wrestling team losing. And then we're like, all right, we're going to go up there and and hope for the best. But, um, you know, I was talking to Paul Torgerson after the second basketball game, the second loss. And he's like, he's like, you know what, Kev, if we can pull off the BC game and and come away the win, I think it's going to make these two basketball losses go down a little easier, which it did. (laughs) It was, it was something else. So. Um, got an Uber from the airport right to right to the game and met up with my customers outside. We met out at the uh, the Flutie statue. So like we have the Frank Beamer statue outside of Lane and They have Doug Flutie with the big Hail Mary pass uh, against Miami back in the day. Um, so that's where we met. Uh, we had some great seats. Tech had a really strong turnout uh, at BC. Like most of the seats, kind of behind the visitors' bench, were were tech fans it seemed, and um, their student section was good. Their pregame, I got to say, when we were walking through the parking lot to to meet up, um, they had a great tailgate vibe. Uh, It was a beautiful day. Really? Yes, I I was kidding. Yeah, I was I was shocked, but it was it was kind of you know when we were at the Rutgers game that that um pre-game is kind of a nice day everybody's out having a good time It had that same kind of feeling but all over campus they're tailgating hard they're having a good time um but when you go into the stadium they're not in the stadium they're still tailgating (laughs) so we got in the stadium right at their their kind of you know their start where their entrance and it was fine. They have this big Boston College banner, and the team runs through it. And they have smoke, and they play. What's that song they play? Do uh, they
1: do shipping up to Boston too?
2: Yeah, and it was good, but there was nobody there to watch it. It's we make our way to the seats right in time for kickoff, and the student sections like half full. Um, midway through the first quarter, it filled up. It filled up for sure.
1: This is a this is a six and three team.
2: Yeah. Honestly, they had more fun in the, in the tailgate. And that's probably why at halftime, the student section just cleared out and they went back to their tailgate parties. But uh, Tech, to start off the way they did, Dorian Strong's pick was amazing. Um, And then he got another one later, which is good. Uh, I I just thought that Pry was aggressive. And like he was at home um, when we did the fake punt, and this this game, he did the, the uh, fake kickoff, which is the onside kick. That was amazing. And who recovered that? Was that Canteen?
1: I. It was. It was uh, Jalen Jones, I think. Jalen
2: Jones yeah. scooped that thing up, and we were like, "Holy, wow, that was awesome!" So to punch that in, kind of, we were like, "We're feeling good about this," because obviously they had a running quarterback, and we kept him on the bench especially the first half they didn't have a lot of possession so between the two picks the onside kick um it was it was amazing so needless to say my uh my Boston clients became Virginia Tech Hokies that day because they were high-fiving and following and it was it was really great really fun so we'll, t- we'll
1: take a break in the action to, to do some visuals. If you're listening uh, on Spotify, you'll have to check out the YouTube. But we do have our mementos from the weekend. And uh, to give everyone an, everyone an idea of what this is, it is an app for sports fans who go to games. You track the games, you see your stats, upload pictures from the game, tag your friends. Uh, you got women's basketball, men's basketball, and, and college football all supported on Memento here, and all three games from the KFin weekend journey are uploaded to his Memento account. So we'll start it off with Thursday night. Looks oh, like a reroll pick with Dax.
2: Yes, Dax, what a great guy! Can't say enough. Love talking to him, uh, and again, his his girlfriend who is a high tech, super super great couple. Just a, can't say enough. Really good dude.
1: And then we have the next night. Uh, the fellas. Uh, this was our seats at Midcourt.
2: That's thanks to Billy Ray. It's good to know people. Thank you, Billy. <laughs> uh, just a great time. Really awesome. Even yeah. though we lost, still had
1: double, double shout out. Adam Boynton was the uh, was the hookup there. So thank you, Adam. Thank you, Adam. And then we have the—I love this pick out in front of Alumni (laughs) Stadium. Here was this by the Flutie statue.
2: Yeah, I was waiting around for my customers, and wait—you could kind of zoom and see in the back. You see the almost by the door there. You can see Doug Flutie about to launch the football. So that was good. Oh, I I have to—I have to dog Boston College about one thing: their food in their stadium is so bad, really bad. Now, needless to say, I missed breakfast. I grabbed a snack at the airport. I was hungry. Um, Went into halftime. They didn't have a lot of good choice. They had pulled pork was on the menu. I said, all right, I'll get one of those sandwiches. They don't have any more pulled pork. And I was like, a hot dog. And they had this kind of beef something. I don't know if it's supposed to be like brisket, but. I was like, how's that? And they said, it's pretty good. All right, I'll grab a sandwich. So I grabbed the sandwich. I walk in, I walk out just kind of in the corridor. I start eating it. I'm talking to these other kids from Boston college. And one kid goes, those sandwiches are terrible. And I'm like, oh, are you kidding me? I took a bite, no flavor. It was disgusting. <laughs> and I, and I tossed it and I basically bought popcorn. That was my lunch, <laughs> but uh, made it back into the game. But yeah, the food's bad. This is the time for the Benny's plug. They need a Benny's at Boston college because <laughs> I would have devoured Benny's and a Pabst blue Ribbon. <laughs> oh, by the way, another thing thumbs down on, on BC, they do sell beer in the stadium, but so anyway, that's the BC story. We left happy. We stayed to the very end. All the tech fans stayed to the very end. Boston college bench, the this stadium was empty afterwards. And the football team was acknowledging the crowd after that was really fun, especially Josh Fuga. He was really pumping back to to the crowds and it was great. Just a, just a fantastic day. Caught an Uber back to the airport afterwards. The traffic in Boston was awful getting to the airport. It was like a nine mile trip and it took almost an hour. Um, Not really because of the traffic getting out of the game because they left middle of the third quarter. (laughs) Um, But Boston traffic was pretty heavy, but um, flew home, got home, picked up the dog, and crashed. Watched some of that. Watched some of that Duke UNC game before I went to bed. I think Duke got hosed on that pick. Um, but you can't beat it. It was really like forty-eight hours of VT fun, and it ended up on a high note. If we had to pick which game was the win, take the football one all day long because now it kind of puts us in a good position for the ball game, and you know. We got some more confidence, um, got a lot of playmakers, got a lot of weapons. It's fun. So the next two games are going to mean something, which I'm happy about.
1: Yeah. Got a 7-3 NC State team coming to town next weekend. We got NC State. We got UVA. Sounds like you guys aren't making it to NC State or UVA. Maybe a bowl trip for the Finn family.
2: Yeah. get Give me the military bowl. We'll drive down there. Give me the, what's it, the belt bowl? What do they call it now in Charlotte? Duke's mayo bowl, <laughs> <Duke's> mayo bowl. <laughs> maybe we'll uh, hop down there and and hook up for that if they can make that one any ball I'll be happy that to that we get into that's for sure it's fun yep. yep so
1: a fun weekend a lot of mementos logged three mementos in three days way to kickstart the account I'm sure you'll be backlogging all your mementos all the way back to I think 2013 is where the football game data stops. Um, I think they're gonna be adding some some data pre-2013 in Memento here in the coming months. Um, but yeah, get involved and check out Memento. Sharky shout outs. I know you I know you want to give some shout-outs out here uh, from from your weekend or just in general. You get you got some guys to plug.
2: First shout out goes to my lovely wife, Jean, also a hokey. Uh she's the best, she supports all that goes for BT for me and you (laughs) and Kath, uh, shout out to Kathleen, my daughter, who's a senior at Tech, who will be graduating in may, uh, really proud of what she's doing there in, uh, prism, Donna Ward, group, um, shout out to Brian Finn, the only non hokey in the family, but he has, he has orange and maroon in his blood and he knows it. He still follows all the tech stuff, but, uh, as long as Notre Dame's not playing tech, we're cheering on the Irish. Um, I want to shout out this dude that we met Andrew missionard. We just met him at the Panera bread. (laughs) We're in there. It's just the way it is, uh, in Baskin Ridge, New Jersey, the guy's wearing his VT gear and like, Hey, did you go to tech and had a great chat with him? And of course I, you know, got to bring up the sons. And he's like, yeah, I listen to the sons all the time. And I said, yeah, Patrick Finn is my son. And, and, uh, he's like, I love those guys, Pat and Billy. And so, uh, Shout out to him. He sent a a picture of his daughter who's a baby picture and her wearing all of her VT stuff. So hopefully she ends up at Tech. Um, I do want to shout out these guys. Show another another prop here. These are the brain trust of my group, the Hack and Hokies. These are all German club dudes. Richard Wharton, Brian Stockmo, Steve Upton, Grady Baker. Um, (laughs) These guys make it happen all the time in so many ways. And uh, between that group, there's two, four, six, eight, eleven 11 Hokie kids out of those five. So it's pretty awesome. It's pretty uh, shout day, out right? to them. Uh, shout out to my brother, Kenny, another Hokie, and his wife, Karen. Uh, Karen played volleyball at Tech. Um, she was, this another fun fact, her teammate was Sonia Curry, Steph Curry, Mother, Del Curry's, I guess ex-hus- ex 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 wife now. <laughs> we were all in the dorm together. Uh, I was lucky in my in my four years at Tech. I had Del Curry for my first two years. Awesome teams they had there. He was shoot. There was no three ar- three point line then, and he was shooting from like way beyond the arc if there was one. Um, my last two years we had Bimbo Coles, so we used to camp out overnight to get tickets for links for uh, Castle Coliseum. Every game was sold out Metro conference, a lot of fun. Um, And I have to give a little shout out to, to you, Patrick, because you are are our VT kid and, and um, back in when the shootings happened, um, Patrick was in seventh grade and he brought in this maroon marker to school. And he signed VTs on the back of, I think, over 100 kids' wrists. It was that Friday, which is the day um, that the country was memorialized those kids who were shot and killed. Um, but Patrick stepped up as a seventh grader, and I was like, this kid's going to go to Virginia Tech, and he's going to do big things there, which you have done and continue to do. So big shout-out to you. My last shout-out is... <laughs> kind of, I think there's somebody who played, you know, it's gonna be this person planted some seeds to Patrick Finn. When he was again like seventh, eighth grade, he used to, Dad, you gotta watch this guy on YouTube. He's so funny. <laughs> and uh it's Don V. So shout out, Don V. How are you, man? Uh Patrick used to watch all his YouTube videos and he'd make me watch him in after game, and Don V was standing. Uh, with his back to the wall and recording himself and putting out. And he had some great commentary and comments. And now he's added his buddy Drift. And uh, I guess Joe Rogers is in the mix now. Um, Trey Turner. I don't know. I get a kick out of those guys. uh, But I met Drift a couple of years ago and and Don V. Great guys. Uh, Total different approach that you guys have, but their brand (laughs) is right on the money. (laughs) So had to give those guys a shout out. But uh last shout out is coach Jerry Chine, who was my head coach and he was coach for tech soccer for 30 years, most winningest uh soccer coach in tech history. Um, got a Atlantic 10 coach of the year honor. Uh my first two years, we won the Metro Conference Tournament. Um got him into the Big East. Uh then the, the baton was handed over to Oliver Weiss, but Uh, And now, now Mike Briz, but coach Shanae, the whole soccer alumni really wants to see you get in the hall of fame. And we're trying to push from our end and uh, appreciate guys like Paul Torg uh, trying to help us on that end. So big shout out to him. If you guys ever run into Coach a phenomenal guy, still volunteering for the athletic department to help visiting teams come in. But uh, I got a lot of great friends from the tech soccer time and, and, Coach Sinead made that special for sure. And that's it.
1: <laughs> fantastic. Fantastic. Wow. That's uh, those are some of the better Sharky shout outs we've had in a really long time. And,
2: <laughs> a little uh, long-winded, but. <laughs> I'll,
1: I'll, I'll, I'll fire one back at you. Sharky shout outs to all the uh, parent and child Virginia Tech relationships or sibling uh, to sibling Virginia Tech relationships, all the relatives who have. Virginia Tech in their blood and and that special bond um, because it's, you know, it's the biggest part of my life. It's the biggest part of your life, you know, outside of family. And uh, it's, it's extremely fulfilling and I'm glad we get to do it. And I'm looking forward to to seeing the Hokie family on Saturday in Lane stadium with, with uh, our guys and uh, with NC state. So that's it. That's a podcast. That's the first ever, uh, I guess, Road Diaries edition here. Make sure you download Memento. we got the link in uh, in our YouTube description. We'll try to put it out on Spotify as well. But uh, that's it. Kay Finn, thanks for joining. This will not be the last time. Yes, We'll go 400 episodes before your next experience. I promise you.
2: That. Hey, happy to be on. And uh, like we end all things, go Hokies.
3: You wander, tripping in the sand We smoke out windows, drink till we can't stand But I saw you dance like you want to in my head And all that she said is Oh, I notice what you're thinking To. Head. It started